Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ritman Grace Podcast. We hope that it will encourage you as you seek to follow God and grow in your faith. If you would like to know more about our church, you can check us out at www.ritmangrace.org or feel free to email us at ritmangbc at aol.com. But for right now, let's get into today's message. So this is our State of the Church address. I've been doing this for many, many years with you. And um, basically, it's always been a review of the past year and then a projection into this coming year. And that's what it's going to be today as well. Um, I'm going to do the review part of this last year. Pastor Clark's going to do the introduction to this coming year, some of the things we want to try to accomplish. And uh, I'll introduce that, though. And so it should be very enjoyable, I think, and a good time to just reflect. Me having this past year, that's pretty easy, isn't it? It's not much you can say about uh, a year that was plagued by a pandemic. And um, there's just so many things that we've been hindered on. But let's start on a positive note and say, um, let's just say this or this. Okay, this is not on. Is that what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, Okay, there you go. That's what the green light has. There you go. Now we're in a positive mood, aren't we? So, um, yeah. So I want to say I I predicted it, but (laughs) yeah, I agree. So I started going through what I normally do is I usually show you a bunch of pictures from events throughout the last year. And I started writing up all the events that I had on my calendar. And unfortunately, if you saw my piece of paper, which you don't have, Mark does, but um, there's 16 events that I had listed, 12 of which have a big X next to them, meaning they didn't happen. So listen to some of these. No communions, baptisms, or parent dedications. But by the way, uh, if anybody wants to needs to be baptized, wants to be baptized, we can still do that, whether we have uh, people here or not, that's fine. Nothing at Easter. The north of 55 that we do, nothing. No wild game dinner. Uh, the school does a thing called reading under the lights, but that didn't happen. The great soccer camp that I take my team out to didn't happen. No junior camp, no rendezvous. But we did have VBS, and thanks to our friend... Um, Peggy Mains and, and the Polaris Church um, investing tons of money and work into their VBS, doing it online and allowing our people to hook into that. It was pretty exciting. That was pretty great. So at least we did something. National Conference, no back-to-school bash, no. Concert in the park, we did do that. That's outside here in September. About half the people that we normally have, but we did do it. Um, Anniversary Sunday, I said we did it, but not really. All we did was I said it was Anniversary Sunday, and that's about it. Thanksgiving community service, no. Christmas events, I hope you got to see the uh, Christmas Eve service, but that's probably the thing that we did that was most unique at that time. Uh, The fun at the rec center, no, we didn't do that either. From March through the end of May, we were online only. And I read something not long ago that they're saying that a lot of the people who, um, in a 
Barna survey, a lot of people who normally attend church, on the average, very faithful to church, but during that online time, they said there were about 20% of those people who never watched their own church's service and don't intend to return. Um, so you folks are all here, but those of you who are online watching, don't be in that 20%. Make sure you get back and faithful to church. We did have some speakers throughout the year, uh, not as many as usual, but uh, besides Clark and I, Mike Prinovich, Jason Moss, Jeremy Feaster, and Doug Jensen were uh, part people who were here with us. A year ago, I put these challenges up for you, some things to do. Spend quality time with Jesus in the Word and in prayer. Uh, and we're asking you to do all these things again this year, and that's why the um, study guide and some of the spiritual discipline things also to fellowship with and minister to the body of Christ. Had to be creative to do that a little bit this year. It wasn't a very easy thing to do, but some of you were able to pull that off, and I'll say a little bit more in a minute or two about that. Uh, present the gospel to your friends, relatives, and associates and neighbors. We always need more of that, and that wasn't, again, it's a tough thing to do when we're not around people that much but there are ways to minister. And then to live this day as though Christ would return momentarily. And uh, that should always be our emphasis, to live as if Christ is ready to come and, and that we need to stand before him. So that's a good thing. Those who experience the fact that Jesus called them home in this past year, just several of them, uh, Lois R. Tripp early in the year, um, Bob Wallace went to be with Jesus also. Uh, Phyllis Cole. Um, some of these passed during the uh, virus lockdown. So there's a number of these that it was really difficult because nobody was able to be with them personally to minister to them. Uh, George Allenball went to be with the Lord also. Um, Joanne Widmer as well. Uh, I put Ruth Mayberry up there, and maybe you think of Ruth as not really a part of our congregation, but uh, Dale Mayberry is so, so very close to me, and he was the first person who accepted Christ when I first came here. Not because of me, just he was, I happened to be in the room, and um, it was just great. And so they're very, very special uh, people to me. Uh, and of course, uh, Anne's mother, Carol, uh, recently went to be with the Lord. And then just real recent, um, Nina Shook as well. I had four additional funerals that were mostly family and friends and community members that I, that I knew. So, um, so I didn't put their pictures up or any of that stuff. Um, I think this is a blank. There you go. That's good. <clears throat> there were four weddings this last year, which was kind of interesting because uh, all of those were... Um, different than what they would have normally been. Um, Bobby and Tricia Barchi, Frank and Hannah Becker, uh, Drew and Brittany James, and Corey and Arielle Williams. Corey, and, Corey was someone who played soccer for me, so you don't really know him that well, but uh, if I told you more about him, you might be able to figure it out. So here's our mission statement. This is ongoing. Now, our church is here, first of all, to follow God, to share his truth, and to be examples of the love of Jesus to all. 
And then out of that, we have a vision statement that you've seen a lot, passion for God, compassion for people. So this last year, based on all those kinds of things, we had a theme of building up one another. And we used 1 Thessalonians 5.11, says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you were doing. That's what we told you a year ago on this weekend that we were using as our theme. So my question to myself was, how did we do? <laughs> and um, so you're saying we build up one another, encourage one another, but we didn't even meet for months, and, and many of them didn't come back. So, yeah, that was hard because of the separation. But there were a couple things that came out of this that were positives. And I would say the one thing, I call them the drop-offs. Uh, our elders really stepped up this year, had to. And uh, for a while, March, April, May, even June, we were coming to your homes twice a month. So you couldn't come to us, but our leaders were coming to you. And we were giving you lots of things, mostly printed material, literature stuff. But um, all of you um, probably got some gifts and some books and things early on, especially we gave you more stuff earlier in the year. But now we're kind of backed off to once, once a month doing this. But still, we're trying hard to keep in touch with those who can't be here with us, and that's understandable. The other thing was... Um, and everybody else is learning this too, is the online presence. And I'm, I'm so glad that we've been online for like 10 or 15 years. I don't know how long we've been online. And our guys have really invested time and we've invested some funds as a church, but they do a pretty great job at the online. And I know some churches that are a whole lot bigger than us that are nowhere near as uh, at, adept at it as, as we are. So I'm uh, very thankful for that. So let's think about 2021 and what are we going to do? Here's going to be our theme, uh, growing as God leads. And um, <clears throat> basically, that's an individualized thing. So we're really hoping that you and others can, um, can lock into some of what we're going to be suggesting. And, and whether you can or not, just that you would experience a lot of growth in this coming year. Here's the verse that's going to go with uh, that. That's not the verse, but that's the verse. Uh, the verse that we're going to be using is, whoever serves me must follow me, Jesus said, and where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Uh, that was interesting because he stated that uh, it was just, he was in Jerusalem right after the triumphal entry, and some Greeks came. They wanted to have an audience with him. And you might remember that conversation where they finally did get to see Jesus. And then from there, Jesus goes on to talk about the next couple days and his crucifixion and alludes to his resurrection as well. But right smack in the middle of that talk about the crucifixion and the resurrection is where this comes up, where this verse comes in. And he's talking about, you need to serve me, you need to follow me. The phrase that uh, Pastor Clark and I zeroed in on and enjoyed was the last phrase where he says, my father will honor the one who serves me. So what we're suggesting is, and some of the things that we're going to be doing in this coming year, uh, we would love to see you get really involved in this. And not because it's a church program, 
but more so that you could grow as God leads you as an individual. We're all at different places, and so hopefully uh, God can use that in your own personal growth. So before I introduce uh, some of what Pastor Clark's going to be sharing with you, I do need to tell you something else <clears throat> that's going to be happening in the year 2021, and that is I'm going to be retiring from the senior pastor ministry. Uh, that'll be on July 31st, and um, there's no such thing as good timing for something like that, um, maybe just God's timing, but um, the timing in my mind has some good things. For instance, the week before that will be um, our national conference, which is in Winona Lake. That's a gathering of church leaders from around the world. Um, many of them have been longtime friends of mine for many decades, so that'll be good. Um, on that particular date, July 31st, Clark will have been with us on staff for 20 months. And, and hopefully the pandemic will be really settled down. Vaccinations have happened and work. And hopefully um, we'll be ready to set a new normal for these ministries here. And, uh, and that'll be good. And uh, most important is, and I know you didn't observe this, Alan, but it's Alan Nolte's 69th birthday. So why wouldn't you want to use that date as one to celebrate? Plus, also, it's our, uh, it'll be our annual alumni game uh, that night So um, for the soccer team. And then the next day, on August 1st, we have lined up Mike Prenovich to be here to speak. And then on August 2nd, we start two-a-days in soccer. So as you can see, not much is really changing. Um, but the elders and I are, and Pastor Clark are going to work together and to um, help bring transition and, and look for God's direction and, and preparing us as a, as a body of believers to continue to keep moving on. So, so some of what we're talking about today is just to help bring people together. It's basically discipleship and assimilation. And while you're assimilated, I just want to remind you that resistance is futile. All right. Well, good morning, Ritman Grace, brother and church. It's great to be here with you. Hope you're all having a, a good weekend so far. Um, as we continue the State of the Church uh, 2021, um, I actually wanted to ask if anybody would be willing to um, to come up and be part of an illustration. I just need one volunteer, and it could be anybody. It doesn't matter uh, who it is. So if anybody is bold enough and uh, able, willing and able to do that, that would be super great. I think I have a volunteer. All right. Are you volunteering? Okay. Cool. Ron Artrip. My man. I hope this was not a bad decision. <laughs> so what I have here is uh, two pieces of construction paper. I have a, a blue piece of construction paper and a green piece of construction paper. And for the sake of this illustration, Thanks for that. Um, I'm going to put the green piece of construction paper over here, and this is actually going to represent our 10.30 a.m. worship service. Okay? So we're going to place that right here. 
And this blue piece of construction paper, this is going to represent a person who is fully devoted to following Jesus Christ and living a life on mission for him. So I'm going to, I'm going to take this. Yeah, and you too. And uh, we're going to set this right here. All right, so what I need from you, uh, Mr. Ron, is to stand on this green piece of construction paper, if you would. Can you show me how? It's not going to bite. All right, so the question is, how do we go from the green piece of construction paper to the blue piece of construction paper? So what I want to ask you to do is to, I want you to step from the green piece of paper to the blue piece of paper, but the only thing is you can't step on the carpet. You can't step on the carpet. All right. So I guess what, essentially what he's saying is it's too big of a step, right? It's too big of a step. You're not a failure. It's okay. What if I told you that I could help you out because I have some extra steps? You think you'd be able to do it then? He's still stepping on the carpet, but that's okay. All right, let's give him a hand. Here you go. Receive pieces. Jesus loves you. Well, you can. I'm sure somebody likes Receive pieces. You could. I'm sure your wife would love that. Thanks for being a part of this. Hope you have a good New Year. We're on our trip, everybody. All right. I didn't regret that too much. Um, thanks again for being part of that. So that's kind of a, a fun, silly illustration. But uh, the reason why I bring that up is because, you know, we, we noticed pretty quickly, right, it's, it's a big step, right, to go from the green piece of paper to the blue uh, piece of paper. And, and the whole reason for bringing that up is because I believe it's a, it's a very simple illustration uh, to show us that we need to get a little bit better at creating effective steps. And I think that's a responsibility that, that, that's my responsibility as a leader at Redmond Grace. And so that's something I've been thinking a lot about and praying a lot about uh, this past year of 2020. And so uh, I want to talk a little bit about effective steps. And so if you're taking notes, you might write some of these down. For steps to be effective, uh, number one, they need to be easy. In order for somebody to take the next steps, uh, it can't be too much of a jump, right? You saw how Ron was struggling there on the green piece of paper. Um, that's that's kind of how it feels, right? To go from a 10:30 a.m. worship service uh, to getting fully plugged into ministry and Sunday school, biblical community, um, and so to go from a worship service of, of 50, 60 people uh, to a Sunday school classroom of, of 10 to 15, uh, that, that can be a huge, huge step for a lot of people. Uh, so there needs to be some sort of system, some sort of uh, process that takes place uh, to help somebody to take the extra steps needed uh, to get from where they are to where they need to go. The second thing I think steps need to be, uh, in order to be effective, is they need to be easy and they need to be obvious. They need to be obvious. Just because we create the right steps uh, doesn't necessarily mean that people will automatically take those steps. Uh, people don't normally uh, like stepping off of a cliff into the dark. People have to see where the next step is in order to take the next step. 
if they're willing to take it. Uh, people need to understand where they are now and where they need to go next. In order uh, to make this step obvious, uh, we, um, our staff, our pastors, our leaders, need to know that it's, it's going to require us to consistently explain what's important and what's next. And so this kind of lack of communication can actually, uh, we forfeit the opportunity to keep people from ever taking the next step where they need to go. The third thing it needs to be, in order to be effective, it needs to be strategic. Steps to be effective need to be easy, they need to be obvious, and they need to be strategic. If a step is not strategic, then it's not really a step to somewhere, right? It's just going anywhere. Uh, as long as we want to lead people to a specific destination, then it's important that we take that each step continues to move us in a clear direction towards where we want to go. And at Ritman Grace Brethren Church, I know we want to go to a specific destination. Um, and that destination is to have a passion for God and a compassion for people. So keeping our steps strategic helps us to focus more on the mission than the actual program itself. Right? We're focused on going somewhere. The steps are leading somewhere. They're not just trying to fill up your time. They're trying to take us somewhere for us to become fully devoted followers of Christ, living on mission for him. So by keeping our steps easy, by keeping them obvious, by keeping them strategic, we become a lot more intentional about what we do. Uh, we become laser-focused on the mission at hand. And even more than that, we position our leaders to constantly think in terms of the big picture, right? To follow God, to share his truth, to be examples of the love of Jesus to all. Again, as I said, to have a passion for God and a compassion for people. And what's so exciting about a process like this is that the success of each step is directly tied to the overall success of Ritman Grace Brethren Church. Okay, so having said all that, what steps have we created to help people to get to this desired destination more effectively? For the next couple minutes, I want to uh, give you a little bit of a roadmap outlining some of the steps that lead us to uh, this destination. And this is what we've been calling the Ritman Grace Brethren Church Education and Assimilation Process. What I want to give you is kind of a 30,000-foot view, uh, kind of a bird's-eye view of this thing. And uh, I don't want to give you like a fire hose of information. So uh, this, is, this is really the best I can do to give you kind of a high-level view of this thing. It really consists of four different pieces. And I just want to structure the rest of our time together by walking you through each one of those pieces individually. So the first piece is Class 101. And its focus is membership. Membership is about knowing Christ. Uh, this class is main focus is membership. It's all about uh, the history and the heartbeat of Ritman Grace Brethren Church. This is an opportunity for uh, you to come and meet your senior pastor to get to know him a little bit, to get to know the story of Ritman Grace Brethren Church, kind of where we've been, kind of where we're hoping to go. This class is all about the mission, vision, and values of Ritman Grace kind of what makes our church tick, so to say. The next part of this process is called Class 201, and the focus is maturity. Maturity is all about growing in Christ, which is what our next series is going to be all about. So shameless plug for that. Um, class 201 is focused on maturity. Uh, spiritual maturity is what we mean when we say maturity. And this class will likely uh, consist of four sessions altogether, uh, most likely one-hour sessions. 
uh, mission is further fleshed out in this class. It covers everything from loving God, loving people, and making disciples of Jesus Christ. The next class is class 301. Class 301, the focus is ministry. Um, if 101 is about membership, uh, knowing Christ, class 201 is about uh, maturity, growing in Christ. Class 301 is ministry. Its focus is serving Christ. Uh, this class is designed to help people discover uh, their shape. Uh, this class helps people to learn about their spiritual gifts and identify which ones they have, as well as how God wired them, utilizing a tool uh, called SHAPE. SHAPE is actually an acronym. It stands for uh, Spiritual Gifts, Heart, Abilities, Personality, and Experiences. And so when people can identify their spiritual gifts, they're able to see how they can serve Christ and how they can serve the church. And then the final piece is Class 401. Class 401 is all about mission. Mission is all about sharing Christ. This class is designed to help people discover their life's mission. Uh, this class involves a one-on-one -on -one connectors meeting, and the goal of that meeting is to help connect the individual to volunteer ministry, disciple-making, and further next steps. And this is such a crucial part of the process because it's the last class of the education assimilation process. Um, there's follow-up involved. That's the hope, at least there's follow-up involved and we don't want anybody to fall between the cracks. And so just some final thoughts here. Um, this process is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but our hope is that it will equip us to be faithful followers of Jesus Christ. Uh, and my guess is after hearing about all this, uh, you probably have a lot more questions than I do have answers, and that's okay. Uh, but let me see if I can try to answer some of the questions that you might have uh, as of right now. Uh, somebody might be thinking, you know, what if I'm already serving, right? What if I've already been attending here my whole life? I'm already plugged in. I'm volunteering in a ministry, helping lead a ministry. Uh, is this for me? And I just want to encourage you, uh, it is for you. It's for everybody. Um, and, and you can write this down in your notes if you want. I like to say it this way. It's not about qualification. It's about synchronization. It's not about qualification, it's about synchronization. Uh, my guess is uh, there's a lot of people here that are more than qualified to serve in the ministries here. They have the relationships, uh, they have the biblical knowledge, they have the wisdom, they have the humility, and all that. But think of it this way, uh, you just think of the word synchronize for a minute. When we're all in sync together as a church, as the body of Christ, in terms of our mission and our vision and our values, uh, there's a lot less sideways energy that can occur, and we're all running at the same stuff together. We're all laser-focused and dialed in on having a passion for God and a compassion for people. And not only do we know that, but we're fleshing that out and talking about what that looks like uh, down to a grassroots level. Another question we might be asking is, is there a launch date for the education and assimilation process? Um, and as of right now, there's not. There's no date written in stone for this. Uh, we would like to see uh, probably like a soft launch and maybe a hard launch possibly take place with this. Uh, but you know this and I know this. The Bible says in Proverbs 16, verse 9, the mind of a person plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Uh, the reality is we have no idea uh, what COVID-19 uh, is going to do to our plans, right? And so we want to be humble about that, and we want to recognize that that this virus is real, 
Um, but it is our hope that 2021, that this uh, process would come to fruition. And I think it's good to, uh, for us to be familiar with it and to know that it's coming and just to have it on our radars. Another question we might have is, how often will these classes occur? What's the frequency of these? Uh, again, we're still kind of working the kinks out on this. Uh, quite possibly, uh, the hope is that we could do one full round of this process with the people that we currently have, uh, depending on what the participation looks like. And then we can evaluate it afterwards and uh, make it better. And if we experience um, you know, some numerical growth, then we would increase the frequency of these classes. We would maybe go from having it once a year to having it biannually. You know, twice a year we might have it once a quarter. Uh, we'll adjust as need be. And again, I said this before, but I just want to say it again. Uh, you probably have more questions than I do answers at this point. Feel free to shoot me an email, uh, clark at ritmangrace.org. Uh, if you have any questions, I'd love to discuss it further with you. Um, again, this is uh, a process that we're working on. It's, it's not perfect, but I believe it is going to be helpful uh, to mobilize us and to serve Jesus. And I'm really excited for what this, uh, this year has in store. I, I think uh, really it all boils down to the fact that uh, disciple-making is the ministry that each believer in Jesus is commanded to do. It's something that I'm personally very passionate about. Um, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 28, uh, after Jesus was uh, crucified and rose from the grave, his resurrection, uh, he went on top of a mountain in Galilee. And he said, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and I will be with you always to the very end of the age. And um, so that's, that's, what Jesus, that's our marching orders. That's what Jesus is telling his followers to do. And I believe that this process, even though it's not a perfect process, I believe it's going to help equip us to do just that. And so let's, let's make the year of 2021 the year that we grow as God leads. Let me pray for us. Lord, we just, uh, we just recognize that uh, you know, we can plan and plan and plan, but ultimately... Uh, you know, the future is in your hands. And so, God, I'm just asking you that, uh, that you would just help us in our efforts, God, to be a blessing to you. Lord, we know that there are um, a lot of people uh, in Rittman, a lot of people in Wayne County um, that you love, and that they are far from you. And Jesus, your word tells us that you came to seek and save that which was lost. And so, uh, Lord, we're asking you that you would... Um, you know, help us, lead us, and guide us. Uh, we're we're uh, trusting in your your wisdom and your discernment uh, during these unprecedented times, these uncertain times. And uh, God, help us to uh, to grow this year, God, like never before. Uh, help us to to see transformation in our lives, um, in our families' lives, in our communities' lives, in our schools. Um, we just we lift this year up to you, God. Uh, we recognize that apart from you, we can do nothing. Uh, you're the vine and we're the branches. And so help us to continue to abide in you uh, this year as we make this year uh, the year that we grow as you lead. We pray this in your name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Ritman Grace Podcast. If you have questions or would like to know more about our church, please visit www.ritmangrace.org or email us at ritmangbc at aol.com.